Hello and welcome to the unofficial controller podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 4, Days Gone By. With me, George, and as always joined by Tom, Deacon St. John, to my decongestant. <laughs> Tom, how's it going? Uh, well, mate, thank you. I'm good. Question on everybody's lips. It's that time of the week again. What you've been playing? I have been playing this week Cuphead, uh, which um, I talked about last week. And uh, doing okay on it, a bit better than I did on the Xbox, um, partly because I'm used to it and I got used to the controls and uh, the best sort of perks I've on. Um, Not going to really go into spoiler territory, Uh, still as solid as ever. Um, Enjoying it in handheld mode because it means I can just um, chill out in the bunker and and sort of... uh, play it while uh, waiting for Stingray to arrive with the latest <laughs> it feels, merch. It feels to me, Cuphead, like it really belongs on a platform like the Switch. It's Oh, definitely. It's a, it's a massive indie title, so I think uh, and at the minute Switch is king for the indie, in my opinion. from I think from the point of view of it looks like a AAA game. Yeah, in the, it, it does feel like it isn't an indie title in a way because of like the I'm not saying other indie titles aren't quality but no. it just seems to have a really high level of polish and yeah, um, I think a lot of times to it, hasn't yeah. it? it makes it feel something way more than it is even though it is a lot of bang for the buck yeah I mean in some ways you could call it a bit linear because it is just boss battles and a few run and gun levels but um, I think the overall appearance of the game the animation style all hand drawn as well exactly really impressive which we talked about last week yeah it ticks all my I don't know where it's going to cause a few broken switches uh, through the rage quit but <laughs> so far so good think uh, there is a certain part in the game where you can go and find out how many times you've actually died, and my current tally is about 128. So on the switch, on the switch, yeah. I, I won't give the listeners the Xbox numbers because, uh, although it might make some people feel better about how they uh, are getting on on Cuphead. Maybe it's probably going to make me feel worse. If I ever pick <laughs> it up, I'm going to be 100 times death just leaving the screen. I uh, I would like to try the co-op out. I think. Um, but then, because there's so much going on... Uh, no, I'm going to have to get involved. In I think you should. Um, because there's so much going on screen at once, especially on some of the later boss battles, I feel like adding another person in the mix, like uh, Mugman or Cuphead, depending on which one you want to play as, Yeah, it's uh, going to make it even more complex. So mm, maybe six a single player. So last know. week's Stingray's Pick of the Week, Stingray's Boot Choice for Your Good Self. Yeah. You've been having a good play on that. Any yeah. other titles that you've pulled out of the woodwork? Uh, I went back to Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, what? After, I think it's been out six months now. So I just, I, I miss roaming around the West and, yeah, just oh God. miss that world. The backlog's probably three stories high at this point. Yeah, and, and yeah, I go back game. to Red Dead. I mean, Satanic, it's... it's yeah, which speaks of its quality. Tantamount to its quality, absolutely. Um, but you've already put more hours into that than Arthur Morgan did to his own life in real life. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of time into that game. Uh, I still haven't one hundred percented it. Um, Do you ever like obtain a, a rabbit, and then when you skin in game, you skin in real life? I don't know what you're like. You're very yeah. Living the game, yeah. Because you ought to living really, the life. It's in a real shame life. we didn't have this podcast during Red Dead Redemption <laughs> because you've gone and got the blanket. 
poncho. The poncho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cowboy hat. The cowboy um, hat. You've got the lantern for popping the lantern, around your yeah. house in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Which... In case I just don't want to use, you know, electric. Uh, that switch. That yeah. plastic that's yep. yeah. in the corner of just your room. Just get a full tanker of oil what, and uh, light the lantern. What else obtained to back up the Red Dead oh. Redemption cosplay? Um, I'm pretty sure there's something else. Cigars. Usual. The man's bought yeah. cigars. Some whiskies. I'm a premium cigarettes guy. I want yeah. the cards. Oh, yeah. Don't Cigarette forget that. cards. That's why every time that you get a packet of, prim- a packet of premium cigs, you've got to pop them. This is get a PG podcast, so you're not going to smoke it. You're just going to light it and hold it in there like a yep. stick. And, and chuck right? it away. Waft it around and chuck it away. Yeah. <laughs> Look cool like Stingray. Yep. Hold it. But yeah. this isn't a podcast where you inhale. No, <laughs> this isn't. <laughs> And then throw that pack of cigarettes away. You can get a card. If you open yeah. one, you can buy another pack. All about the cards. All about the cards. So that's on the range of spectrum of titles you've had available to you. And you <coughs> promised me um, order and you let me down again. I won't talk any more about Overwatch because I know that, that um, the rage and cause... I had a check with Stingray to see whether he could turn our internet off. Just, you know... Oh, no. No online. Exactly. Oh, dear. Go back and pull out some yeah. player one player title that you can enjoy. Yeah, we we me and you dabbled in Red Dead Two online. Uh, I did. think I didn't think it was that bad considering it was a beta. I think it I was, was, I was, still is a beta. Well, yeah, I believe so. I think it's got a bit of uh, flack, really. I mean, it's really difficult for people to expect Grand Theft Auto Online in a Wild West setting because you just I haven't think... got that. Like list of vehicles and what makes GTA. I think it was always going to be a, a lot more of a sandbox. It's although Red Dead Redemption sold gangbuster numbers, and we know that it has. I don't feel like the majority of the hardcore GTA players have picked it up. Um, no, probably. I mean, and it's I done massive Red, numbers, but Red Dead probably... Redemption's full of fans of the original game and the second game, yeah. like you and I, that probably prefer it more for its cowboy simulator yeah than an online sort of griefing and shooting up everything game yeah so when we're playing our little role play of the the brothers or whatever it is that we've the story that we've cooked up yeah these hunters these do-gooders these kevin costner like <laughs> stoic looking dudes we put far too much backstory into our way too characters. much backstory yeah. into our characters. even to the point where i was researching wild west uh, names for our characters. <laughs> so we do all that, and then when we get griefed by someone on there, we get very upset. Don't yeah, we? we're like, "You're not playing the game how it's meant to be played. You're playing it the way we would play. Get off." Yeah, playing like it's real life. Question is, how have our fans and listeners been finding out how how they've been finding Red Dead six months have, after have, launch? Have any of you sort of? bend it off because you don't enjoy the online and you've done everything there is in single player or um, what sort of things would you like to see in uh, Red Dead Online 2 um, any questions hit us up where where can they reach us well questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or track us down on Twitter or Instagram and send us one of those sneaky little DMs slide, slide into the in, DMs yeah, yeah. slide um, into the Red Dead DM start a conversation with us um, so Moving on yeah. with what I've what, been playing. Yeah. Um, rolled straight nothing, to Yakuza. Didn't nothing I? else for the pit this week. Nothing to be banished well, in with Leia and such. Leia? What's that? What is that? Uh, You've, it's 
Gone and forgotten. His lair. Yeah. The pit of the lair pit. In fact, that would be... It's been tombstoned into the ground and Paul Bear has taken it away. Steve Austin's backhoeing with a... Yeah. With a, with a JCB, is backhoeing. Good old Stone Cold Steve Austin. Good old Stone Cold. He can drive anything. He can... Literally. Forklift. <laughs> digger. Forklift. Cement truck. What are those quad bikes? Cement yeah. truck. Beer lorry. Yeah. He's driven a beer lorry. Yeah. Didn't he drive something into one of the... Uh, um, is it, is that, do they call it a Zamboni? What? That, what? that like, the thing they clean the ice with in ice hockey. Oh, yes. He Back has... in the 90s, he drove that in, didn't he? Well, if anyone knows what that's actually called, they need to get in contact and let us know. So, we digress, but I should have rolled straight into Yakuza 1, like I said I would do. And I, I, I did do that, but, boy... I need a palate cleanser. <laughs> so as promised, and as posted up on the social feeds, yep. I got myself stuck into a bit of 24. Uh, now, the interest uh. was high, because this week's feature, Days Gone, yeah. would have been the equivalent game of this when it came out. And by that, I mean it's a Sony-produced first title, first-party title. It's so it wasn't available on any other console? Exclusive here on the uh, Sony uh. PS2. And was uh, was twen- did it come out when the show was... Uh, it's heights, or I do it... believe research has yeah. been put in by my good self, and it came out and was seen as a a, a, a special episode, twenty four hours, okay. set in between seasons either two and three or three and four. Yeah, so still early in its run, still yeah. very popular. Yeah, still even great Aunt Maud wouldn't be moved on a Sunday afternoon or evening because <laughs> she needed to see what Jack Bauer was up to. Yeah. And the game, so it was developed by Sony Cambridge, a.k.a. Gorilla Cambridge. They're sadly no longer around. Uh, but they've been known for such gems as the original Medieval, which I don't know if you've played that. That's getting a remake, I believe. Yes, it is. PS4 Looking forward to that. announced, and then they went back underground again, didn't they? Yeah, they I've seen some footage. It looks pretty cool. Well, they also made Primal and Ghost Hunter, both yeah. on PS2, okay. Hidden Gems. And I will be pulling them out of the pile sooner rather than later to have a little look through. Uh, they also made Killzone Mercenary on the Vita. And then they did that awesome launch title for the PSVR, Rigs. And at that point, Sony shut the door. Oh. I guess that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But mm. before we get into Rigs, let's go back to 24. So it's got some cool bits in it. Yeah. There's, there's a bit where you can in, do some interrogations and you've got to press the buttons at the right time to... Uh, either wind the guy up or calm yeah. him down. Okay. And the one that I've done so far, the guy, you've already shot him, so he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. He's asking for medical assistance, and Bowers giving it the whole, you don't need to see anybody, you're going to be fine. <laughs> and then you can like you can get aggressive, and you yeah. can sort of get in his face, and you've kind of got to wind his sort of ECG meter up, yeah. and then ask him questions at the right time, and then, oh. like, calm him down. So, and, uh, and similar to L.A. Noir? Noir? Oh, I was trying to think. Yeah. What, oh. <laughs> I do believe that is L.A. Noir. But you call it Noir. <laughs> and you always will. Tomato, tomato. Noir, Noir. Tomato, Noir, 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 Noir. L.A. Noir. They sound like someone who makes stock cubes. Yeah. They make it like that. That guy who came back from the war and sold stock cubes. The... Where were we? So we did in the interrogation. I don't know why I'm wasting so much time on a game that's literally over ten years old. But I is it even it, retro? Is PS2 retro? I don't know. 
I just feel like it's the poor man. Listeners, what do you think is classed as retro? How far back? Where is the line in the sand drawn? And does that... Is anything previous gen? So PS3, 360, is that retro now? Well, I feel like... Doesn't seem that way. Is the line for retro drawn in the sand and it's a constantly moving feast, as in every year you include that other console that's Um. now another year older? Or is it like, whoa, hang on a minute. Ness, Ness, their retro or vintage. This is this. This is just this is just a console that you buy down the charity shop. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, is that it's called like GameCube, PS2, and Xbox Original. Yeah, it doesn't seem retro enough, does it? Oh come on! But you're the man for retro, so I don't know about that. (laughs) Well, anyway, if I'm the man to go to for retro, I've pulled up an absolute. Stinker in 24. <laughs> uh, so that was the interrogation bit. Gunplay is also, it's okay, but it's a little strange. To make you feel, I've watched a few um, documentaries on YouTube about the making of the game. And they feel compelled to make you feel like you're really badass. They gave you these auto-aims, which is right. from the get-go, they're on automatically in the game. So as soon as a bad guy, a baddie, appears, <laughs> boom, up this massive zoomed-in thing goes, and you can literally pick off body parts ah. with this sort of crosshair slider. Similar to Fallout, like locking onto the body. Mm, Was it the no, system? it's real-time. It's not oh, slow, okay. it's, yeah. it's real-time. It doesn't time. slow it down or anything. No, and, okay. but that's, that's okay, and it does make you feel like you're clearing out the bad guys, but then you get to a point where it doesn't lock onto the one you want, Yeah, and it locks onto something ridiculous. Right. Or there's a guy literally a foot away, and you can't lock onto him. Or you walk round the corner and the bad guy's been hiding round the corner from you and you both end up mashing Malie and just sort of <laughs> looking like you're dancing to him. You know, what's that men at work, the safety dance? It looks like you're both performing the safety dance. Jack Bauer dance simulator. That's what it's like, 24 the dance simulator. And then, but the thing is, while all this is going on, for the era, it looks exquisite. Like I say, it's an HD because the PS2 can output a 480p if that's yeah. classed as HD. And um, they even managed to map like a, a really open, not an open open world, but an open world driving area. You've got to get from point A to B. Um, and that looks great. But because it's 24, you're up against a time limit. You've got to get from point A to B. It's like a, not a race, but a race against time. Yeah. And it, it just feels a bit false and fake. Yeah. If that game had been developed <clears throat> today, I think it would be absolutely awesome. They weren't brave enough in the menus as well. It's still got the clunky start, resume, whatever, when you start a new game, instead of it just being previously on 24 and going into your yeah. save. It's like, boom, new game, load game, <laughs> settings. You know, Seamless. It, it, oh, exactly. Not the word. It feels clumsy. But we're yeah. talking about a game that predates maybe some of these ideas and, yeah. and sort of changes. But We don't like always doing scores out of 10, but what would you give it? Oh, God, minute. I mean, you've climbed off the fence. So what yeah. I would say is if you're a fan of 24, and I should imagine as of this episode <laughs> going live, there's probably about one person that's still into the series. Um, if you're an avid fan of it, I would say you probably, for the story and the bits and bobs it ekes out, uh, I would say you'd probably give it a 7 to 8. If you just want to, if you're just a retro gamer who's not looking for a complete collection of any console, and you see 24 for any more than £1.50, <laughs> leave it. Anything less than that, pick it up. 
Yeah. It's have a dabble. Have a dabble. Why mm. not? You spend Why more on a coffee, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you pour your time and effort into 24, you're going to get at least 8 to 10 hours of gameplay out of it. So, you know, there's more expensive ways of having fun for 8 hours. Our coffee's pretty cheap, though, because Stingray brings it. Nest Castle. Nest Castle, I know, but uh, something tells me that's a mixture of like uh, ex Vietnam War amphetamine mixed with OXO. <laughs> <laughs> to get the colour in. To get the colour right. No one, once it's kicked in, no one questions it. They just keep yeah. getting more and more. Yeah. No one understands why. Why is this, why is this breath smell of beef? Mm. The Bunker Boys. We love it, don't we? Yeah. Uh, so. Tom, it's got to that time of yeah, week where we need to... we've been over on the green screen. You've been yeah. keying in, we've, I've been keying in. The thing's been running a little hot, but it's not been on fire. No. But Tom... It's steady this week. Tell me about how Switch has been working out of the gym. Yeah, so um, the news for this week, we're starting off with uh, Switch at Muscles PS4 in Japan, plus some rumours of a new model. Mm. Uh, Switch is already set to outperform PS4 in the coming months having only been on sale for two years Um, the Switch has been on fire in Japan has drawn very close to selling 8 million in its native territory that's that's big numbers yeah that's impressive and in Japan as well it's obviously performing (coughs) well now this ties in very nicely with the question from the dedicated listeners out there Um, we've got Route 36 that's a team of guys who have got a YouTube and Insta page, and they work out there in the world of doing slick uh, camera and promo work for large companies. Yeah. So thank you for the follow, and they listen to us in the office. And they say to us, lads, what's the crack with the new Switch? Is it coming out or what? All sorts of rumours. What's your thoughts? Um, Tom, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'll uh, take this as the resident Switch fan and yes. owner. Um yeah, I think we're probably going to see... I mean, there was rumours of we've seen on the green screen today of uh, a Switch Mini coming at the end of June, which is pretty soon. I've seen I mean, lots of different like drawings of this. Name, yeah, this I, th- I, don't, I think Mini. it's probably not going to have detachable Joy-Cons to keep the price down. Apparently, it will still use the dock. Um, I think they'll probably... Play? How do you play... If it's plugged in with the Joy-Cons attached, how the hell are you going to play it? That's a good point. Pro controller. Yeah, pro controller. Maybe it'd be the only way. Maybe they're looking at, like, a second Switch in um, the same household, so the kids have got, like, the Switch Mini, and they can and Dad's put it in the, the dock. already battered original Switch. <laughs> yeah. the best of. <laughs> that they've basically destroyed the Joy-Cons <laughs> and uh, used them to stir their uh, cereal in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll probably see a Switch Pro this is year. That, is that a confession? Does that mean you stirred your dad's cornflakes with a Mega Drive pad? <sighs> Maybe so, back in the dark <laughs> days of the Mega Drive. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to see a Switch Pro this year. Maybe they'll upgrade the specs and stuff uh, to compete with the the uh, PS5 and whatever the next Xbox do you think that's will be. What they're going to try and do? do like I don't the think they'll ever get iteration? a small handheld. To ever compete, especially with PS5 sort of especially gen. the stats we saw last yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. But I think they will need to improve to try and get some third-party support carrying on, which is going well at the minute. Um, Mortal Kombat 11, which will, will be... I uh, that that's apparently <coughs> going to appear in Stingray's boot this week on Switch. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, 
So as far as that goes, I think we'll probably see a Switch Mini this year, uh, a Switch Pro next year. Oh, you actually... So the Switch you think's real, and the Pro... I think, I think they're both... They, they've, they've always been ones for doing... You look at the DS, 3DS, Game Boy, there's always been 2DS. like... 2DS, yeah, absolutely. There's always been... Uh, Cheaper alternatives or better alternatives, more expensive. Whenever Mr. Spec. Miyamoto's run out of pocket money, <coughs> he uh, trot out another game. Yeah, <laughs> <They're>, uh, <laughs> yeah, they like a they like a different version of the well, same thing, don't a they? A bit like Pokemon, you got to got to catch them all. Yeah, got to. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the, the, the 3DS era. Was there was people out there buying loads of versions of the same machine, and fair play if you got the money to do it, but. Um, yeah, they they like a a multiple. Shame they're of, uh, so reliable. Otherwise, they'd have a reason to unbox another one. But I think if you got one of theirs, yeah, if they are, yeah, they, they're really well, solidly made. Upstairs, yeah, literally, have, you can't knock them for that. Build quality is very high. I found one literally face down uh, in a car boot in a load of um, pebbles and just rubbish. It looked like it yeah. had been forgotten about. <laughs> and I picked it up, and someone still charged me twenty p for it, and it looked dumb. And yeah. I brought it home as a yellow one. Yeah. Cleaned it all up. In fact, it was in the uh, current post. Yeah, I put it on yeah. a post on nice. Insta, uh, all wrapped up to celebrate his birthday. And that thing, all I had to do was get give it a clean and then buy a I think like a new lens protector for it on the front, you know, the grey surround yeah. for the screen. And other than that, it's been flawless. Not skipped a beat. You are the retro man. So hit us up with a bit of retro news from Sega. Oh, <laughs> Trotting out the retro man. Mega Drive Mini shows its worm. If only we what's that all about. So, Mega Drive <laughs> Mini. <laughs> it's got brave and just That shows... nest castle's getting to you, you know. Oh, I know it is. Typo. And you, because you arrived like seconds later. Mega Drive, Mi- <laughs> Mega, Drive. <laughs> Mega Drive Mini has got brave and showed a little more of what it's got with classic titles added, such as Earthworm Jim. Hype. Sonic 2. Castle of Illusion with Mickey. World of Illusion with Mickey and Donald, Contra Hard Corps, Streets of Rage 2, Thunder Force 3, Super Fantasy Zone, Shinobi 3, Return to the Ninja Master, Return of the Ninja Master, not to the Ninja Master, Return of the Ninja Master, and Landstalker. Tom, within that eclectic mix, any highlights for you? Yeah, definitely Earthworm Jim, um, Mickey World of Illusion, and... Sonic 2 and Streets of Rage 2, all classics. I'm really just surprised to see Earthworm Jim on there. Me too. Because but I'm happy. you never expect anything else other than Sega first-party games well, because I've, of I've been um, about like licenses and I've stuff. I've been thinking that too. We talked When we did the news section a few weeks ago, <clears> we, or a couple of weeks ago, we talked about when this was announced. Yeah. We only had a handful of games. Yeah. And we talked, oh, I wish you would have this and we should have that. And we kind of closed that discussion down on the fact that a lot of these non-owned Sega IPs probably aren't going to turn up. I wanted Zombies at My Neighbours, etc. Yeah. And then Earthworm Jim appears. So that's I think that's fantastic. Another highlight for me is Super Fantasy Zone. Now, if memory serves, that's like a, a left and right screen shooter, R-type style, but it's done right. with these really beautiful sort of pastel graphics and you're an egg with wings and uh, and the name's Super Fantasy Zone. I don't know what he says in in uh, Space Harrier, but I always convinced <coughs> as a kid that sound bites. Welcome to the Fantasy Zone. 
but you know, maybe the listeners can key me in on that because I've never yeah. had it confirmed. And Landstalker is like a three D isometric or an isometric, as it was known in the time, um, RPG, which got a lot of fans. Um, yeah, so I think that those games have sort of sold it for me. I'm going to hopefully be picking that up when it comes out in September. You can do the pre-order? <clears throat> yeah, I think so, because they, if they're anything like the NES and SNES when they first... I mean, they are... I see them a lot now. They are but, readily available, yeah. guys. No need to worry about the scalpers. <clears throat> yeah, but um, obviously... Maybe these are going to be on short supply when they come out, so uh, well, might be worth the pre-order. Stingray uh, if you, gets if you're keen. Well, of course he will. Yeah. Will he get his... It'll basically just be the old one. In a um, new box. In a new say, box, yeah. The it definitely won't be a mini. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get the leads and be like, oh, okay. This Where do we plug this? This isn't even PAL territory. Yeah. <laughs> um, listeners, if you've got any hopes for any other titles coming on the Mega Drive Mini, are there many more to go now? Because there's 40, I think. Well, I'd say um, at this rate, that's what we're about said. halfway through the announcements. So yeah, there's they, so, yeah, so there's well, probably another like, 20 now. I want to see the Strike series. Road Rash. These EA oh, Road classics. Rash would be good, yeah. yeah. Desert, you're telling me Desert Strike? Oh, yeah, that'd be good. You need that. Yeah. You know, there's some games that they need to work on. Securing be, yeah. and getting them nailed down. And going off this recent announcement of these 10... Um, I was quite surprised, so hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll see some other surprises. Unless they've sort of shot their bolt already and this is it. Yeah. The rest is going to be like Paul and Brick Brack. And... I'd still like the Golden Axe trilogy. Um, they're always I worth can't. <clears throat> You've got to believe we'll see at least one of those. Yeah. Because that's the Sega so. IP as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, moving on, uh, Square Enix. Or Enix, Square Enix, Sherry, three times for up and coming conference. So we just thought we'd throw this in the news because we're big fans of Square Enix. And, and the uh, green screen and computer's not had enough to do this. Yeah, week, it hasn't. It? So, so we had to. Re- yeah. We always need a trifecta of news items, otherwise it's kind of yeah. collapsed. Triforce is where it's at. Oh, he's gone full switch. He's gone full Got switch. Got the t shirt on. I'm surprised. You have. I'm surprised you've not come around dressed as Baptiste. The Haitian monster, <laughs> <laughs> which we've also had confirmed as a definite thing. That guy rocks up from Haiti. Yes. And the multiples of Haiti. I do like how they represent smaller countries in that game. To be honest, I was showing my ignorance of living in the backwater of England somewhere that I was yeah. like, what? You've walked yourself into a corner there, Sunbeam. Is that even a place? <laughs> Transpires, I got schooled again. Yes, it is. And it's where Baptiste lives. Tell me about the Square Enix news. Um, yeah, so they've uh, given their conference schedule. It's going to be on June 10th, obviously, at E3, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time. What's that translate for us over here? Um, Why would you even do that to us? Take your socks off. I'll take mine off. Let's count up. <laughs> <laughs> Pacific time. So it's about six hours hat- behind New yeah. York. And we're right. about eight hours behind New York. So, so you got it. Like 16 hours or something. So literally nearly a whole day behind. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't I'm know really, what that means. I'm really hoping to see Final Fantasy VII Remake. See a bit more on that. Just or has it, see... has it been cancelled? Yeah, I wish I would just, I wish I'd be honest. Yeah, and Do say, we need a remake? Yes or no. Probably not. Is it the one that people are going to get most slathery for? Like, of course it is. Everyone's got a lot of restaurants. I have never played Seven, so that's why I don't play it. I've not gone back and replayed it in case they do remake it. 
A bit like Resident Evil 2. Never played that, and then I played the remake and really enjoyed it. So, and I call myself a gamer. I've never this played Final Fantasy 7. rules that you come up with. Week in, week out. I'm not going to play this because you never know, they might bring a new version of it out tomorrow. Always the new stuff for me. Always the new stuff. Always. Shiny. So anyway. Like get, some... Like Earthworm Jim's craze. Yeah. See what you did there. I like Like it. some magpie picking out the shiny new stuff. <laughs> Tom the magpie. <laughs> Um, as long as it's not got a good What was the uh, other thing that, that may be rumoured um, the Avengers game they might be working on? Ah, uh, yes. Now, we it don't might know. feel like that ship sailed, though, by the time that comes out. Well, it's always going to be up there, isn't it? The I film's th- out this weekend. I know, but right. they can ride that wave, can't they, into the Blu-ray or DVD release. Good call. Same as when I bought Lord of the Rings and it came like bundled with Willow. Bit of a difference in the quality of those fantasy epic films, but um, wow, yeah, that's like DVD of Fellowship you, of the Ring like came with Willow. Tap water in a glass, and a bottle of Perrier. Right, well, if we've missed anything, or if there's a little take on the news or an opinion that we may not have picked up on, please get in contact with us. And Tom, how do the collected masses? How do the collected masses storm down the door to the bunker and get in contact with us? Um, yeah, you can reach us questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or DM us on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Nice. And the thing about this, we've asked people <coughs> to get in contact with us, and they are doing. And these guys got in touch, and you can too. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter, or email us, as we mentioned, at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. We've got some listener letters, Tom. Let's, awesome. Uh, let's More feedback. Well, first of it all... It keeps the show rolling. First of all, well, two <clears throat> things, two confessions. Last week, in my horrid harangue to put the show together with your good self, we missed out one person's top five. Patience, Anakin. Patience, Anakin. <laughs> we really shone in that Star Wars episode. That scene we always things. talk about where he like it's almost like the director's telling him, Slow down. Slow and he's, down. he's like, yeah, he's, he's walking a bit like a Thunderbird into Palpatine's well, room. Well, two confessions. The first confession, <clears throat> last week Stingray rocked up with all those um, counterfeit Easter eggs. Yep. And you, I convinced you to trade your Joy-Cons to get those 400 counterfeit Easter eggs. Yeah. And then you went to bed. <laughs> we had a couple Saturday night. And then you went to bed and you woke up in the morning and the mice had been. Yep. Because we've got a problem. It's an old bunker. <laughs> we have got a mouse infestation. Yeah, we have. Well, I've got a guilty secret. It wasn't mice. It was me. I emptied them all over the floor. Yeah. Jumped down in my pants and ate through them like a caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> If it makes you feel any better, we will need to speak to Stingray about this and maybe get those Joy-Cons back. When I was hiding some of the evidence, yeah. I actually looked on the side of the box. It was dog chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> he is a scoundrel, isn't he? He's more of a scoundrel than like Lando. <laughs> and I felt poorly or something, that's why I was quiet. Yeah. And that's why I had chocolate smeared all over my body. <sighs> anyway, Disgusting. confession one out of the way. Confession two, we left this guy's top five out of the list. And he says to us, no particular order, but he's a fan of Rogue Squadron, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, 
Star Wars Episode One Racer, Super Return of the Jedi, and Star Wars Rebels. Rebel Strike Rogue Squadron. That is the yeah. third one in the game. That's, the one, that's uh, the one. The well, the, one the Nintendo. Yeah, it is. And you can yeah. walk around in a Rebel Assault style. Yeah, I, th- I, I thought that got a lot of bad flack for for the on foot sections, but I thought they were all right. It's got to be better than Rebel Assault. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for that. Uh, the bearded gamer. That's um, good of you to get in touch. And um, well, is there a bit more housekeeping, George? A little bit more before we launch into the listeners' letters. Well, these are listeners' letters, obviously. But just to finish the Star Wars housekeeping, video game. I'll start that again. Video gamecation. So it's like a national lampoon vacation. Like a van- vacation, we would call it a holiday here in sunny old blighty sun. Yeah. Sunny, blighty hole, wherever we call, whatever we call ourselves, wherever we're from. We just know, we sit in a darkened room, we know no more yeah. than that, really. So, video game cation. Video game cation, all one word. Him and his son over on Insta, they're listeners, and they've also got a YouTube page, uh, and they chimed in with their thoughts on Star Wars games and also last week's news, PS5. Uh-huh. I think Star Wars for the 32X was way ahead of its time, says Video Gamecation. And Battlefront 2 on the <coughs> PC- PS2, I still have. Question. What the hell is 8K? Seriously, how do you jump from 4K to 8K? He also goes on to say he's heard the PS5 will be $100 more than PS4. And then says, nice podcast, guys. Are you from Hertfordshire? Hartford, Sester, Sestershire. Um... Which bit of that information do you want to process? Let's, first of all, as a, as a gruesome twosome, let's take a little nibble at his Star Wars choices. 32X we talked about last week, Star Wars Arcade. Not the one where you hold the dueling stick and take Vader, but the one where you get in and fly. Um, thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I obviously haven't played that. Um... Not even in the arcade? Wet behind uh, the ear, baseball cap on backwards. Probably back in the day. What are those sweets? Chupa chup sucking on the yeah. chupa chup. Um, hmm. And his other ones, Battlefront Two on the PSC, which I do believe you've got more of a knowledge around than I have. Isn't that the one you? Played yeah, that's with? the more the one I played a lot of multiplayer, like local multiplayer with my brother. Have it's you, a good choice. That, that, um, that reminds me. Of I think that's why there's a lot of. When the new Battlefront came out, people held Battlefront 2 in such a high regard they that it got a bit panned. Yeah. yeah. Um, blinded like myself by the jazzy graphics and well, quality why? audio. Exactly. Um, give the man the order 1886 and he's happy. Yep. He's still playing it. <laughs> but we've all got our cross system there. Um, what the hell is 8K? Seriously, how do you jump from 4K to 8K? Good point. Like, it's... 4K isn't even that common with a lot of gamers out I think, uh, I think the difference between there. 4K and 8K is <coughs> like 4K, oh, you know, look at that. This is a really weird example. Is it just numbers jargon again? See, and, I can see Kratos' nipples. Yeah. 8K, it's like Kratos has got a stray hair around that nipple. Yeah. <laughs> Good analogy. Good analogy. <laughs> That's how um, we do it here. $100 more than PS4. That's... Um, I wonder if he's talking about now, like £100 if he was talking more about than now. now. That's, a that's not bad. Pretty good jump on yeah. price. I think if we're saying that, then most of us would probably consider that fair for the spec you're getting. 
I think um, so. I mean that when he when he wrote that when I saw that in his le- in his letter to us, I thought to myself, hmm, if it was that, I'd be okay. Um, and are we from Hertfordshire? No, no. We'll we, we'll keep you all guessing. Oh, we've uh, told them three times where we're from. Have we? Yeah, I'm sure we have. Just the bunker. I think we've mentioned the county. Have we? I think we have. Let's see where they can narrow it down a bit more because it's a big county. There's only one bunker. Yeah. The ex-BBC broadcasting bunker that was left abandoned with all the recording equipment in, which we are using. Yeah. It's it's Cold War era technology, but it seems... There's loads of like Keith Chegwin swap shop in here and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> isn't there? Is that even right? <laughs> I don't even know. You were living amongst it. How do you not know? No, that was a bit before my time, I reckon. Yeah, but you, you, I've you seen like flashbacks on one of these like retro TV shows where they talk about how good TV used I, to be. I personally think the generator's leaking carbon monoxide back into your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been freaking out. Best have a look at that. Fever dreams. Uncle Chegwin. Um, another listener got in touch, who's that? Yes. So, if we work our way through there, we spoke to the bearded gamer. We've talked about his top five. Video gamification and his son. Hello, young man. I've got in contact. Uh, Route 36, we pulled that out and launched that into the news because they got we did, in touch yeah. and referenced the uh, Switch. Yeah. Um, Finster Gamer on Instagram <clears throat> has reached out, referenced Cuphead, and he makes reference it to being an, a really difficult game and very frustrating. And now he also asks, do you think World War Z will be any competition for Days Gone? It sounds real cruel, but absolutely not. I mean, it's got a multiplayer element there. Like I said, to you, um, it looks I've okay. Seen, it was when I mentioned last week the volume of zombie literally coming towards you, and you're trying to pick them off, and they're streaming up the walls like rats off a ship. They're coming up the walls, and you like literally there as you knock one down with a bullet, another one's right there to take down again. It looks like an exciting concept for an online game, but does it compete with the as we probably guilty of being? Is it going to give you the length and depth and breadth of the emotional range of a good single player story? Are we, are no. we being harsh as well in the fact that Days Gone is a real, like, supposedly high quality Sony first party title? Oh, and we, I've been magpied again, the shiny, new Days Gone, all the hype, and World War Z just creeps out and it. Actually ends up being the better game. I don't think it'll be that. But I can see where you're coming from. Well, last week you made reference to like World War Z coming out at the same oh, time as like Jurassic to... Games. Yeah, those, those films Park, that come out. That... Stingray's got Jurassic yeah, Games. Yeah. And I went to bed that night and I thought to myself, oh, actually, World War Z is tied to a film license and technically it's launching on all the platforms. So that makes that Jurassic Park. That makes Days Gone <laughs> Jurassic Games. Oh, that was a head scratcher. What a conundrum. What a conundrum. Um, well, we think it's a good question, gone, but it's a good question, and it also chimes in with Odders, and I think this will be submission of the week. Odders underscore UK from Instagram and Twitter. He made himself known to us. He revealed himself on Twitter. Uh, says in a reference to an Insta post of a backlog of games, he says he's finished Shantae, uh, which is great interaction for us out there on the on the Insta page. Yep. And it is in, in, in addition, I put my teeth in because they were falling out. Can't decide whether to get Days Gone or World War Z. Well, thank you for the question, Odders. And how best to try and answer that than 
feature the of the week of the show, the feature of the week. Now we've gone all in because we know that we appeal to a range of gamers out there. We've got the Nintendo boys uh, with their switches, and we've got the PC gamers with their teraflops, and the Xbox players with the their Xbox Blu-ray player. With their... <laughs> Say oh, sorry now. I'm sorry, Xbox hey, gamers. Man, I used Halo's to be an Xbox out. gamer as well. We've all been there. Yeah, and, and we've as, all had dark times we'll on a console go, and gone. We'll where go are my games? Where are my games? We're, we're, I, I think E3 they're going to blow it out of the water anyway. So I I'll see, be eating my words. Like we said, Bill Gates has remortgaged his house for this. Yeah, this is big time. Big time. This last we called it a week early last <clears> time with the PS5. We'll call it this time. They're gonna they're gonna blow the doors off of E3. Every single add-on you can We'll throw that out there, especially as Sony aren't there, the, the, the ball's in their court. Can... Although I did read, and we should have put this in the news, there's a PS, there's a VR-specific E3 announcement area, and they're going to be doing announcements for PSVR, Oculus, Vive, oh, okay. and some of the other makes a headset out Interesting. there. Interesting. And yeah. it, apparently it's big, big news. Mm. Big news, it's where you heard it first. Maybe they'll throw a Sony State of Play out the same time as E3 just to be kind of look at us exactly the same time as a Microsoft show <laughs> Ooh. I don't, I don't think that's that a Ric Flair low blow that's territory that is <laughs> he's tempted you down he said he's sorry and he low blowed you the Ric Flair style <clears throat> so let's get into the meat of the show the Days Gone feature I'll start off with a couple of little bits to round us out on Days Gone Developed by Sony Bend, whose previous games most famously include the Siphon Filter series, but they started with Bubsy 3D, and after Siphon Filter they worked on the PSP Resistance and Siphon Filter ports, and made the fabulous, and if you haven't played it, you really must find a way, Uncharted Golden Abyss. I need to play that. You need to play that, especially if you've played the others. Yeah, I've played the other four. Uh, And if you want more action from the Uncharted world, it is a really great place to go. Uh, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, obviously, and its directors are John Garvin and Jeff Ross, and it's to be published April the 26th, 2019. Tom, straight off the bat, tell me your thoughts and excitement for Days Gone. Um, so did we say it uses the Unreal Engine 4? Well, we haven't got to that. Um, yes, it does. Now, I've got a question for you. You're Sony. Yeah. You've invested quite a lot of money into yourself, and one of your studios has come up with an engine that enabled them to make Horizon Zero Dawn. Also comes up with an engine that enables um, the man from Metal Gear Solid fame and his new studio, Hideo Kojima Productions, yeah. to pull out Death the, Stranding. To pull out the woodwork Death Stranding in a very <coughs> short space of time, as well, as far as an incubation time for a game is concerned. And yet, they let Sony bend chug along with the Unreal 4 engine. Yeah. Strange what, what's, choice. What's that all about? Yeah. Um, what do you know about the Unreal 4 engine? Mm, it's commonly used, isn't it? Um, it's it's almost like an industry standard thing for a lot of companies. Oh, here we go. What, um, is, it? what is it? It's the Nescafe, it's the Hoover, it's the Ford Transits of game engines. Yes. Yeah, reliable. Sturdy. I mean... When you play the games on Unreal Engine Four, I don't think anyone thinks, "Oh God, this isn't this isn't great." It feels good. It looks yeah, good. yeah, it's 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 high quality, isn't it? Um, and you usually know if a game's using it, it's going to look pretty decent. Definitely. Um, so, other than using the Unreal Engine Four, um, 
a sort of fact. It's set two years after a global pandemic. The player takes control of protagonist Deacon St. John, a former outlaw type turned bounty hunter. Not decongestant. Not decongestant. <laughs> um, he's a former outlaw turned bounty hunter in the world of Oregon. Now, tell me, a, yeah. It's a good setting. Uh, we've not really s- seen much of in a game. The guys who work on the game, Sony Bend, they're actually based in Oregon. So oh, that's gone. Yeah, that's and nice. they've sort of lovingly recreated. And I suppose no one can better recreate their county or their state. shire or their state or their area yeah. better than the people that live in it. Definitely, yeah, I've seen up. that before in games, and it it really shines through. I think the the attention to detail and the way because the other thing that I've been thinking about this is obviously every video game. Every video game since the dawn of time has an ice level. Normally with <laughs> lava. slippy controls. Yeah. Lava, which normally either ties in with the desert theme. Yeah. Or some sort of hot place. Yeah. Uh, there's like a jungle area. There's the, the run-of-the-mill game start arena, which is so bland you don't even know anything <laughs> about it. Um, this, this state, from what I can work out, encompasses everything a video game could develop a good want. From yeah. snow, through temperate forests, through ultimately ended up being a desert. Um, it all. Yeah, I like the fact uh, we saw this week of the real time snow falling and like landing on the ground, and we see, love oh, all that. I've we love the detail, similar to Red Dead footage of that snow. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, so also, real time clock we've talked about. In other games, we like that, so that it's going yeah. to have a real-time day-night cycle. Uh, it's also going to have a weather uh, effects, which we. It just be- feels the world feel much more alive when it, you've got stuff that's actually happening in real time. Definitely. It, it obviously raises complications with the horde and and the different um, rival gangs that are out there. Well, we'll get to that. Um, yeah. So, Tom. I feel like this could be a real staple. Tell me about the baddies. The baddies? Uh, yeah. Okay, so these are the freakers, but they show up in many different shapes and sizes. So freakers is the name in this in this game for, zom- for, the, for what we're going to yeah. call zombies. <laughs> for but the bad baddies and the zombies. We're all in on Days Gone, so we're gonna, from, from now on going forward, we're going to call them freakers. Uh, so the most basic is a swarmer, sluggish in the day but strong at night and... And in uh, adverse weather conditions. Yeah, now that's uh, we've seen that when the rain comes down or certain weather kicks in, Deacon St. John has to up his game because they become more awake, more deadly. Uh, and the swarmers, they collect together into what are called hordes. Now, swarmers gather in hordes. and they... So I think these are similar to the World War Z number of... Well, uh... exactly. Well, there's... They swarm around nests. Enemies on screen. Yeah, and places where um, these the swarmers hibernate, these hordes kind of gather around these nest areas. If you stumble on these areas... Going to get serious. Yeah, well, again, as we go through the feature, we're going to touch on a little bit of a, a mini playthrough. And it's like when Jack Burton drives a pork chop express into that gangland battle <laughs> if you haven't seen that film check it out Big Trouble in Little China I, I, had, to get, I, I had to get that in there it's, oh, it's such a great totally film out, that I, I rewatched this week totally out of left field Jack Burton pulls up you know it's alright <laughs> so it's that Jack Burton who? Who, make, who? now that would make a good game we should do a feature on that in a few weeks yeah Big but who Trouble would be in, in it China. 
They could they could uh, Who's get the guy Kurt that Russell. Who's the truck? Jack Burton. Who? Kurt Russell. <laughs> Mate, I thought you'd seen the film. It's like no one knows who he is. He's always saying like Jack Burton. Who? What? Oh, of course. Who? I've, I've missed what you're doing. What? There. There's listeners there screaming in their car, screaming at their Amazon Alexa. You call yourself a fan of the film? Call yourself a fan of the film? Within two paragraphs, you've proven you know nothing. That was me doing an impression of someone at the gym. Right, on the right machine. I was trying to, what's it called? Method act. All these different positions. Like I wanted to be at the gym. I wanted to be cutting the grass. I wanted to be painting my, uh, I don't know, auntie's cousin's boyfriend's dog's walking cousin's back bedroom and I've got my earphones in. I wanted to be all those different people at once, screaming at you. And speaking of screaming, another enemy, screamers. Seamless. Get the weasel that we keep locked in the cage and grease him up. That was unbelievable. (laughs) Tell me, you think it would be unbelievable, but we make, we highlight these seamless transitions we do every week, which makes us sound clumsy. An amateuristic, <laughs> like a pop-up local radio station. <laughs> Tell me about these screamers. Uh, surprising the living daylights out here. They will pop out from the aforementioned nest and they shriek to alert other freaks or even a hoarder. That's quite scary. So- yeah, so they, they are going to... They're almost like an alarm system um, for other freakers, so you're really going to want to avoid what, them or maybe take them out first. What I really like about those screamers is the fact that they, they're they going to change up the way you play. Let's say you organically stumble across a horde and you think, oh, actually, do you know what? I'm fairly levelled up. This is going to be easy pickings for me. And you're stumbling all John Wayne, as we would call it. Then all <laughs> of a sudden, you realise that, oh, my God, there's a screamer down there. I need to ask, will you be... Benny Hill in it away from the horde and the screamers. Oh, the classic. Mate, I would love to. The get Benny it. Hill theme tune playing in the background as you, Deacon St. John, <laughs> leg it as fast as you can back to the bike. Just so. Which we, we'll get to. The just bike. so people know a little bit more about what Benny Hill in it means. Benny Hill was a comedian over here in the, I don't know, 60s, 70s, 80s, yeah. I presume. And at the end of every show, he would end up in some sort of saucy conundrum with a lady where he'd yeah. get chased either by the lady or her husband or whatever. Yeah. And as the end of the show went on to that music, I don't even want to do it injustice here, but I'm Yeah, sure Google uh, Benny Hill theme and you'll know what Benny, we're talking Benny about. Benny Hill end theme. And he would then end up getting chased by more and more people as the end of the show happened. And sometimes when I'm struggling in games, it's now Tom and I have immortally called it Benny Hilling It. But you get into a situation and you run away from the enemies, but the AI then decides to follow. And you end up with a, a conga line of about 400 enemies following you <laughs> Listeners, we really want to see some editing skills of Deacon St. John when the game comes out this Friday... Of of you do running from the horde, set to the comedy uh, music, do, set, do, set do, to do, the uh, come and do the yeah, want that. yeah. We want to see it. And um, the biggest conga line you can organise. The second one here, I want to talk about this one. Okay, yeah. Another variation of the freaker called the newts. Now, Tom, what I, the hell are they? I have never even been so terrified. These are infected children, stroke teenagers. Oof. And we've all seen like. Freaky yeah. kids in horror, and we've all been sort of, sort of terrified by these. These things kind of just stand and watch. They Creepy. don't immediately interact. They kind of like sometimes um, 
if you leave a building and you thought to yourself, well, that was a bit weird. If you turn around... And they're just there. And they're just kind of there looking at you from an upstairs <clears throat> window or from the roof or, you know, you turn around, you think, oh, I've done all that building, you get out and you turn around and there might be like three of these things just sort of stood watching you in the front garden. I mean, the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. Yeah. That's the sort of thing that that, that freaks me out. And I, what I would say about those newts is do not underestimate them. If you get too close, they will they will cause you some issues. Tell me about yeah, the next. Creepy, they are. Yeah, um, very creepy. So the last one from like the freaker now, side these of things. These have been kept very underrated. Uh, yeah, I've not seen any footage of these. Maybe a tiny bit uh, the other day in the trailer. Um, so breakers, these guys are massive and we recommend you don't go anywhere near them unless you have an advantage, sort of a good height um, yeah. view of them and sort of sniping positions. One of those classic sort of gaming thing. moments where you've got to kind of trap them down in a lower tier while you can just put <clears throat> rounds into them because these yeah. things are bullet sponges. They're just yeah. going to soak up all the hard fire. And make sure you've got the, the weaponry equipped for that job. Uh, animals. Um, yeah. That's animals pretty- are out there too. There's animals, range wolves, bears, and then infected variants of these animals who will also hunt you down, which is equally... It's a sad. dangerous world out there. Well, <laughs> the world is designed to get you. Tom, who else is out there? Uh, has a bad, has a baddie dad. Tell yeah, the last we've got the dad. baddies. Humans, <laughs> oh, of course. No. Yes. The real baddies of the real world. Um, yep, yeah, as in all things apocalypse, it's the humans that will cause you the most harm. Driven to desperation, they will ransack your base or steal your bikes, so be careful. Yeah, that's something that I... So obviously they're going to have the, like the intelligence of, of a human. They're going to be able to do things that the freakers are not. The, the freakers are sort of a, a mindless horde. Yeah, they're the thing that you kind of drill through, and I think the human enemies in this game are the ones that sort of pose you the most Hopefully challenge. they've ramped the AI up for them a bit, and yeah. they're going to cause you a few more sort of different situations, which is, is cool. It's nice to have a bit of variation in there. So we talked about the world. This game's been in development for six years, and it's changed a lot during this initial phase. Uh, but most importantly, Sony Bend have worked really hard to blend the um, transitions of the gameplay. So you can like sneak into a camp, and then you can sort of switch to then an all-out action phase, deciding you want to then light. This the is your up. game, so you don't have to give it the stealth. You can just wade in there. Well, I would recommend the, to the first option being stealth every time, and then probably so. As always with me, when your stealth cover's blown within thirty seconds, <laughs> you can light the place up like traditional. And the screamers style. just scream the head off. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the screamers about as much as I am <laughs> a return of baby Mario in the, in the, what's it called Yoshi's Island or whatever. Yeah. It is. My God, that child. Um, so it all starts 733 days gone. See what they've done there. That's oh, where the title got its that's name That's a little from. fact I didn't know. I didn't know that either, but research will work it all out. Um, since the initial... So that was the 733 days after the initial outbreak, we catch up with Boozer and Deacon. We didn't touch on Boozer, did we? He's your uh, your best friend. Um, he is. The man with a penchant for head tattoos. Yeah, a also a fellow uh, biker, yeah. Are they into mountain bikes or are they into... I think we're talking Harleys and, <laughs> and uh, Triumph, maybe. That's a more British bike, but... 
still out there. They might have some affection for that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, William Gray, or as we know him, Boozer. Uh, we also didn't mention Sarah, your presumed dead wife. Is yeah, there that's... more to her than we realise? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I think mark. with the amount of uh, cutscenes that are apparently in the game, it's going to be quite an um, in-depth story, and I'd say she's probably going to be quite a main focus of that. Well, I think that um, I think what you'll retrospectively learn is that she knows more about your current predicament in the sort of cut back flash, flash, back flash, flashback scenes, and that becomes more apparent as you go through the game. It's like your girlfriend is more intrinsically involved in this than you realise. Yeah. Um, so Boozer and Deacon have been surviving by cashing in on bounties from various camps and factions. And uh, at the very beginning of the game, we kind of meet them on their latest misadventure on the hunt for a man named Leon. They happen across uh, a bloody scene, and the game begins a proper from there. Uh, we're introduced to Deacon's bike, uh, ah, Drifter bike. bike, as it's known yeah. in the game. And it's one of those classic, easy to use, but hard to master. I love uh, those. Dev- me too. Because you get on it, you feel Everyone like Everyone feels like the, the bad man riding the bike around, but... The good bad man. The good bad man. Yeah, the yeah. good bad man. <clears throat> and a top tip here that we've uh, picked up on is the gentle use of the... Obviously, this bike controls with R2 and L2 as accelerate yeah. and brake re- respect. Good choice. <laughs> Going back to the Dreamcast. Yeah. It's the only control setup to yeah. use for a vehicle, especially on a motorbike, because then you can feel like you're right up in it. Yeah. Um, strategic use of that throttle is going to enable you to end up looking like an absolute boss in this game. Yeah. So you're going to look like an. Like I an saw on the uh, the trailer for the the bike about doing jumps and stuff that looks cool to access new areas. I've not picked up on this. Yeah, so you there can was get a... different wheels and make it more trialsy. And bits yeah, and but there's jumps as well. So, um, listeners, cool. if you want to check out the YouTube video um, of the developer, it's almost like a developer diary thing. Okay. About the bike, worth a look. I mean, some of you probably want to go in blind and not see too much, which is also a good way which to go. Which is what this, this feature was meant to be, but, a little bit of a, a feeder for the game, but not spoiling too much. Yeah, but um, I think the way you sort of like access a new area, maybe you have to upgrade the bike to... I think that's how they said you're ah, having to upgrade the bike. See, the classic that's the game thing I haven't seen. design. Like what locks off this area from that? Yeah, it's going to be I the think bike upgrades. It sounds like it, yeah. Which well, is cool. Get um, ready for this. Giving it the big Steve McQueen on the jump. You can uh, you can upgrade your bike, and you do okay. that through... Um, when you're out in the wild, freaks and humans can be stealth killed by pressing triangle. Uh, and also, like most recent games, you can click R3 in. To track enemies, you know, and we've talked about it already. Yeah, Red Red, yeah, definitely. I think there's an element of hunting and tracking in Horizon Zero Dawn as well. Yes, there is. Yeah, and it's it's a cross between those two. Um, now, while you're in while you're in this mode of like preparation and and sort of um, oversee, you've got a set of binoculars you can use up on the D pad, ah. which let you sort of zoom in on an area. So you can scope out a human camp. You can scope out like a horde. And you can decide, you can, um, I think it was right trigger to sort of tag these enemies. So you could then work out whether um, that gives them, what's the word I'm thinking of? You know, like in Metal Gear, you get the, the exclamation oh, mark on yeah. the head. So like like the alert. A, the alerting <clears throat> to you how sort of uh, visible you are to them. 
yeah. you kind of get that you get a key into their AR. You might you, you know in most games you've got the cone yeah. of what they can see on a mini radar. That is I think it, that it really helps tagging enemies um, so that you can go in, fail the stealth, and then just go in all guns blazing. Yeah, sit up on a, <laughs> sit up on a rock for about three or four hours preparing the ultimate stealth strike, trip over a twig, and then just shoot everybody dead. <laughs> it happens often with us. That's the unofficial controller way. Yeah. Sit up on the all rock. those turbo buttons. Just it's easier just to go blaze down, your way turn through. Turn them all on. Put the pad down. Make a brew. Yep. Come Does back. It. Camp clear. Platinum. <laughs> <laughs> so you can take these. No, guys that's to- a, that does sound a great feature. To be honest, it's seen in a lot of games now, and it it really does help. Well, just especially in the the, the night time, seeing just having a little bit of a helper just to find out where some of those. Um, yeah, because a lot of games are quite dark, aren't they, these days? Yeah, it's like you're definitely. You're looking black and grey and you can't yeah. work out. I've been killed so many times in the dark in a game that, it, you know, maybe I need my eyes testing. Um, so it's in these situations where you're preparing and you come across, you know, hordes of freakers, and that can mean anything from 300 upwards. Wow. So we're talking, and that's anything from. So, you know, when people say prices from 999, <laughs> that means his prices that are a hell of a lot higher than nine ninety nine. So when we say upward of three hundred freakers, we're saying that's the minimum yeah. amount of pain you're going to get through playing this. I really hope there's not too much slowdown there, but I'll forgive it if it is because that's a lot of numbers. I've not felt it might be the games that I play, but I've not felt on the modern consoles a massive amount of slowdown for a while. They've had six years to refine this. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, so once you've been in and you've laid waste official, unofficial controller style to this horde of uh, freakers, yeah. you can take their ears off. Now, ears are a currency in this game. Wow. That's right. Because of how hated the freakers are, yeah. if you can bring evidence to the camps of the freakers' ears, not only will that, will that help sway that camp's general um, opinion towards you in a more favourable way, that's a long sentence. Never felt like I'd pop out the other end of it, but I finally <laughs> I did. It, they can also then be used to get extra uh, bits for your bike, and that's how you upgrade the bike in the okay. mechanics that we've seen. Um, and there's one thing here. When you've been through one of these ordeals, you better hope on the way out there's rain. Because would you believe the rain actually makes it harder for the enemy AIs, and these are the human beings, yep. to track your footprints. But, and there's a big but here, all of the freakers level up in their intensity in adverse weather conditions. Rain, snow, night time. That's the perfect trifecta for the freakers to be at their most deadly. So although there's going to be times where you're like, oh, please let it rain because there might be like a few humans coming towards you. If you then turn around and saw a horde through the next bush or over the next hill or in that next valley and it's raining and it's night time, you are in trouble. And as we mentioned before, the world in this game is super deadly. You can find yourself getting out of a situation and then stumbling across an even bigger situation. To me, that gameplay loop sounds amazing. I can't wait to get my hands on this. Yeah, that is cool. Definitely. Anything else that you want to mention about the game? Um... I think we've covered most things there. I, think um, that, I don't think anyone's going to rock up Friday and not have... 
Not if it's ruined, but at least they know. It's almost like yeah, giving a guy, I think we've given you a Welcome to Oregon by the yeah. official controller guys. Yeah. And they look through and it's like, oh, right, okay, so it's up for binoculars and that's about all that we've learned. I know Sony have been pushing it hard, but we just thought we'd do a little feature on it because it's something we've both been really looking forward to. Well, we talked earlier about 24 being this tentpole title that was like a great game to be working towards. We haven't seen a tentpole title out of Sony since Spider-Man. Yeah, that seems like a long time. It's been um, a long time. This is the next big exclusive roll of the dice. This yeah. generation. And been. they have been nailing it with them, so high yeah. hopes. This title's been up and down. It's been on, it's been off. It's been all over the place. I'm a it, la- it's gone gold. It's coming out this Friday. Yeah. Are they hyping it because they're excited? Or are they hyping it because they're nervous? I think. By the sound of some of the developer diaries, it sounds like they've got real passion for the project, and I think it's going to be the excited scale of things. Uh, and I'm allowed out the bunker for four days to play it. Got some time off. Are you taking time off? Yeah. Have you cleared that with the government? I'm borrowing the Bluebird, the Nissan. Oh, he's going to sneak you out under a, under under a duvet, is he? Yeah. Um, Does that? And um, well, he's not very happy because I'm going to see Avengers Endgame, and he's like, "What's wrong with my copy?" I watched that six months ago. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers for me. Hey, look, listen. All right. When you when you realise that Thanos is actually in real life Robert Downey Jr.'s dad. <laughs> There's no... The rest of the spawners pale into insignificance. You did show me a bit where Gandalf comes down um, on a broomstick and then he has like a lightsaber and he just basically destroys Thanos with that. Stingray told me... Pretty impressive. Stingray told me this was a legit cam copy of a preview screening. If this happened in that, this is... And Tobey Maguire reprises his role as Spider-Man. That's what I saw. So, with that dancing scene thrown in for good measure, that's how he. That's, yeah, that's that's how he announced himself back into the movie. Did he? Yeah, with the dancing. Scene. Excellent. So yeah, I'll be taking the Bluebird, and uh, but um, so I I get to play a Stingray copy of Days Gone down here in the bunker. Yeah, which more than likely is probably going to end up being a a forty year old copy of Gauntlet Two, <laughs> <laughs> and well. I'm excited to know, is that... I think he's getting here now. Um, I hope he's not running that engine dry. He doesn't like putting the engine oil does he? He doesn't like putting the engine oil (laughs) He's put a few clutches out as well. And uh, (laughs) as he climbs discreetly out of the vehicle, like only the village pirate video man can, he stealthily slips around the back. And we turn to the listeners and we say, it's time for a peek. In what affectionately calls Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies, a dodgy couple of Battle for Endor this week, the aforementioned copy of Avengers that I've worn the wheel. He's got out. some good double denim this week as well. If you want, like, denim jacket, stonewashed denim jeans, he's your man. Some people would actually argue that Stingray's sort of basic, most naked form. You know in a video game, like when you do a creative <laughs> character, they're there in their Y-fronts or whatever, and you yeah. add clothes. If Stingray was a creative character, you couldn't string, you couldn't take him down any lesser levels and just basically just den him. Yeah. 
That's him naked. That is his skin. That's like his a, skin. Like a iguana or something. Like the like the brute courses through his veins. The he is a is warrior actually. of the eighties, isn't he? He champions that lifestyle day in day out. Well, the question that we've got to ask the listeners is: Are we trapped in a bunker in the eighties, or is Stingray a visitor from the eighties? And ah. we, through the medium of the internet and the green screen computer, actually travel forward in time and get this information. I think we go off piste. Stingray's looking bored. He's looking <coughs> he at his watch. Tom, these are the new release highlights for the week, April 22nd to April 28th, 2019. They're out either digital or physical, or will be by the time this podcast's in your feed. But it could be region dependent. Tom, dig in. What's the first thing you've got there? What's okay, that? yeah. First title, Jupiter and Mars on the PS4, comes out April 22nd. This looks cool. This looks like an Echo the Dolphin game. So I've heard, yeah. Um, dive into a neon seascape as a dolphin with enhanced echolocation powers and an AI partner takes you into a world transformed by water. Solve puzzles, hunt for treasure, meet legendary sea creatures, shut down the remnants of mankind's legacy and bring the bleached underworld water back to life. Wow, that sounds cool. And from what I've seen, looks like the really game, the game I really enjoyed, which was the Echo the Dolphin on the Dreamcast. I thought that was a good game. I never realised it. They had an Echo the Dolphin on the Dreamcast. Missing out. I wonder if it's on PS2 as well. Hmm. I know it didn't Probably in that era of like where they got a few Definitely. Dreamcast games. You need to try that out. Uh, so, what else we got, mate? Well, let me have a little rummage in Stingray's boot. I've got this. Oh, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen on the Switch, April 23rd. The critically acclaimed RPG Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen combines exhilarating and deep combat with the freedom to explore a huge open world. Enter the high fantasy setting of Grancis, a land where fabled monsters such as dragons roam. Choose between three different starter classes known as jobs, which you can further develop for a total of nine unique classes. Use the deep combat system to wield devastating skills and magics to attack on fabled monsters or climb onto them for an up-close and personal attack. As for Arisen, you are joined on your adventures by followers known as pawns. That's a nice way of speaking of your friends. (laughs) The pawns in my life. I sacrifice them. This unique gameplay system not only allows for you to be joined by up to three of these AI companions and take advantage of their assistance during combat and exploration, but to exchange pawns with friends and other players online. This is getting worse. Each pawn's (laughs) appearance can be designed with a detailed character creation system, letting you share your customised companions with the community. Oh, that was a mouthful. Tom, what's next? Uh, Up next, we've got something that, despite Days Gone coming this week, uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, That has interested me. Is this going to be your mummy, mummy, can I have this one, please? No, it's going to be Days Gone, but this would be my... But I want mummy, mummy, Days Gone. I want mummy, mummy. So are we going to have to... Are we going to have to duke it out, or are we going to agree to have a double dipper this week? We'll have... We'll have two selections, can't we? It's a big weekend. What you mean? Both going to go all in on Days Gone, or one of them's going to make one of us is going to make no, the no. sacrifice? You're going to get Days Gone. I'm going to get Days Gone and Mortal Kombat 11. Like the magpie, new and shiny. Is Everything the way. new and shiny. You were the guy that rocked up for Mortal Kombat when it first launched because it's graphics, you know. Oh yeah, uh, unbelievable. And I got hyped for that recent trailer where they played the uh, Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, like main song, I guess it's called, um, in the trailer. Like the sort of dancey 90s. Get me, 
he sees the drone missing out. Like Mortal Kombat's actually got a pretty so, good sense of humour. Let's uh, dive into Mortal Kombat 11. It's going to be on the PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch, which the we talked. Switch. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. I'm hyped. They're getting it. Looks really box. good as well in handheld uh, and on the um, in the dock. Out? It's out on April 23rd. Nice. Uh, so be available once this uh, podcast has uh, gone live. It's got an all-new story mode, continuing the epic saga through a new cinematic story that is more than 25 years in the making. Players will take on the role of a variety of past and present characters in a time-bending new narrative that pits Raiden against Kronika, the Keeper of Time, who created existence at the dawn of history. Easy Sounds like an OP baddie, that is. I think he's actually got the... Uh... I think it is a she... I'm sure I saw in the trailer it looks like a female. Whoever so. it is actually owns the lease to the bunker. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Keeper of Time. Um, in existence at the dawn of history. It's got this, to be them. Some more new character variation offers nearly infinite customization options, giving players more control and providing a deeper and more personalised experience than ever before. Um, we saw this in uh, one of their other games, um, the Injustice games. Which I really enjoy for for a Maybe beat 'em up. The, yeah. the really in depth and, the, and uh, the customization on the characters is great. If you're a big fan of DC, I'd really recommend checking that out. Um, all your favourites are back. Choose from a roster of fighters with unique abilities and fatalities. Ah, the fatalities. We won't divulge much on those because this is a PG podcast. But um, any of the older listeners, you want to check those out. They're pretty gruesome. Don't forget. Um, don't forget. The Babalities. The Babalities. I don't know whether they're in this. And was it Friendships as well, where you could give them a little gift? I reckon you could. That's been in some of them, definitely. The Babalities. They were my um, favourite back in the day. We've got some new characters, though. Um, we've got the Kronika, who can uh, manipulate time. And Geras, is that? Um, I write it. You've got to say it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a powerful and loyal servant of Kronika. Um Along with the fan favourites, including Raiden, Scorpion, Sub Zero, Sonya Blade, um, Johnny Cage, Baraka, and much, much more. Sub Zero, um, we've discussed. I think. I think there's going to be like different vary variations of them because of the uh, time travelling aspect of the story. So we're going to get them from like Mortal Kombat Two. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, what we got next, mate? Oh, well. you're the big Switch fan this week. I am like, tell you what, <laughs> get out of the way, clear me away, because I'm making a beeline for the Switch. While you're out in the Bluebird, a little bit like when you slipped off to sleep the other day and I gorged on that dog chocolate. <laughs> While you're out, I'm going to gorge myself on the Switch, and I'm going to have a little myself look at uh, Steam World Quest: Hand of Gilgamesh. It's out for the Switch, April 25th. Triumph. The only thing about this that makes me feel happy is I've just looked down at the next title and the blurb that comes well. I'm like, oh my god, thank god I'm not reading that out. So, triumph. Tell me up like a kipper. <laughs> triumph. Oh, that means I get. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> triumph over evil with the hand you're dealt. Steam World Quest is a role playing card game you've been waiting for. Lead a party of aspiring heroes through beautifully hand drawn world and intense battles using only your wits and a handful of cards. Sounds like Stingray. Take on <laughs> whatever threat comes your way by crafting your own deck using from over 100 unique punch cards. What awaits you is a luscious treasure chest filled with gold, dragons, vivid worlds, magic knights in shining armour, as well as XP. 
turn-based battles and all that good RPG stuff. It really doesn't sound like a line I've written. The game's humorous mix of traditional fantasy and <coughs> steampunk robots make for an unforgettable experience with lots of laughs. I tell you what, I guarantee you listeners have never laughed so hard playing a card game based around SteamWorld Quest. Hmm. They've uh, gone dry, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Arnie's handshake. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've not. I did play the first SteamWorld game on the Wii U, I think. Or am uh, I getting well, really confused? It might have been on the 3DS. I'm getting really confused. Um, it was okay. What I are think. You hand out here some knowledge. No, because it was just I, okay. I, it was just okay. Um, yeah. We'll leave that one there, I think, and move on. Which begs the question, Tom, if I've oh. Days Gone out and I'm like, can I please have Days Gone? You've pulled out for the Switch, which I guess you're leaving with me. No, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one if you want, because you're going to get the good one at the end. Okay, all right. Box Boy and Box Girl for the Switch, released April 26th. Be, just so we don't have the listeners not downloading it correctly, I do believe it's Box Boy Plus... Box girl. Yeah, I think okay. that's what it's actually called. Because I tried to find it early and typed in box boy, wouldn't find it. Good cover there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's out for the Switch on April 26th. Uh, two, two brain boxes are better than one. Think outside the box to save a world in peril. As. <laughs> oh, you have stitched me up with those names there. As Quibby or Quissy, you'll create boxes and use them to sum- surmount more than 270 puzzling stages, the most in the series to date. The box planet is plagued with obstacles, so jump, climb, drift, ride and warp your way past them in three modes, complete with their own stories, stages, challenges and techniques. You can either team up for a two-player adventure starring both star-crossed boxes. Good work. A Tale for Two is a new mode in which, for the first time in the series, two players can work together to solve puzzles, or one brave player can alternate, alternate between Quibby and Crucy. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> On top of that, there's a third adventure starring Quibby. <laughs> oh, these names. Who the tall one. Guys? The oh, tall one. one of these ones that swapped sh- bodies with Kirby recently, or have I just made that up? I don't know. Have I had too much um, dog chocolate and I've dreamt it? <laughs> um... We're really struggling with As this one, aren't we? As you beat the stage, stage, you'll uncover more, and if you're efficient, earn medals. You can use to score everything from boxy accessories to simple comics to helpful items at the in-game shop. Got your eye on a sweet sailor costume? Then try Balloon Challenge. If you get all ten balloons before the times are run out, you'll score extra medals. Quite why they felt the need to dump that balloon story on the end, I don't know. Um, so... Mummy, mummy, please, this week, can I have the pick of the week from Stingray's boot, Days Gone, on PS4, coming April the 26th. I see a lot of you guys have already started the pre-download. Ready I haven't that. even got it pre-ordered, and I'm worried I'm going to rock up on Friday and have my day off ruined. If, mate... <clears throat> will it sell out? There's two copies in the back of Stingray's boot. What? Yeah, on but I'm not, having his, I'm not having his counterfeit one. <sighs> You know it's going to have a load time of something like a Commodore 64 game. That's 
look, we've played some of the best titles we've gotten from Stingray. I've already seen Avengers. I know Gandalf <laughs> comes down, and I know Robert Downey Jr. breaks character and goes full on out and admits that he is Robert Downey Jr. And that's when Thanos comes down and he's like, son, I'm sorry. Uh, like the big Star Wars reveal type thing. Again, spoilers for a 30-year-old film. Mm. That'll be the first time you've dropped the father bomb. <laughs> the third time for me. <laughs> so tell us about the uh, little bit of release information for Days, Days Gone. Days Gone, PS4, April 26. <clears throat> Ride and fight into a deadly post-pandemic America. Do you have the skill and nerve to survive the horrors of a broken world in this massive open-world action-adventure? Step into the dirt-flecked shoes of former outlaw biker Deacon St. John a bounty hunter trying to find reason to live in a land surrounded by death. Scavenge through abandoned settlements for equipment to craft valuable items and weapons, or take your chances with the other survivors trying to eke out a living through fair trade, or more violent means. With humanity devastated by a global pandemic and ravaged by feral creatures known as freakers, any mistake could be your last in your attempt to carve out a new life in the hostile Pacific Northwestern High Desert. Tom, as far as blurbs go, that makes Box Boy plus <laughs> Box Girl sound a little boring. It does. It Are you does. hyped for that? Um, it I feels am. like it's snuck out in a little way and slapped us around the back of the legs like naughty little children running from their mumsies. You know, she's yeah. waffling the hairbrush. You've said something outrageous and she's chasing you down. She just appeared from nowhere. Days gone. We've talked about it for years, and finally, it's here. It doesn't feel real. Is that why you've not pre-ordered it? It's just sort of come out of nowhere. Yeah, Although I was kind of like... destined for April the 26th. <laughs> it's still leapt out the shadows like a stingray and poked both your eyes out. It has. It has. Um, I think you'll get a copy in Asda. Yeah, it's always a safe bet. But I can't get my trade, so I kind of... Stingray does a trading scheme, but it's just it's just not fair. Well, you know... He's offering like 50p for Red Dead Redemption too. That's twice as much as you get in CX. But if he is from the future. Maybe that's all it's worth. Yeah. You've got to think, he's robbing charity shops to get titles for us that are long gone. Yeah. Days gone. <laughs> Days Boom. going further gone. Uh, and so, I, well, we, we missed what we're going to be playing. Week, actually, yeah, we're, we're very did. naughty boys, aren't we? We Money are. will not only put us on lockdown in our bedrooms... Yeah, she may even take one of the controllers away from us, and that would be sad. Yeah, Not, is it embarrassing? You might too... have to play with the unofficial controller for once. Oh god, no! Two grown-ups living in a bunker, supervised by one of them's mum. Yeah, getting videos off a guy from the past we don't even know. It's not a cool look. No, um, <laughs> but this week I'm going to mainly try and be playing Days Gone, obviously. Uh, but in between that. I'm going to make it a bit of a recurring theme. I'm going to push myself through the Japanese bizarreness at Ishikusa. Thoroughly enjoying that. Um, on That's how we explain things from now on, though. If it's bizarre it's and it's made Japanese. in Japan, it's just, you just say Japanese. It's Japanese. Yeah. The more I fight Goro, the more I just question what the hell was going on in Yakuza Zero. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to try and finish 24. A brave yet controversial decision, but I'm going to see it through. Um, that's probably going to be me maxed out. Kingdom Hearts 2 still needs to finish that, don't I? Still. How are you getting on with that? Stingray's Stuck not on happy. a boss? No. Just, 2 just is playing the... what I would call 
it feels like a cakewalk compared. Oh, really? You know, I Do you reckon this. they took the difficulty down a little bit? Mm, definitely. You know, I discussed in one where there was times where I just was like, please, no. I just couldn't. I just couldn't physically. As a grown up playing what I thought was a Disney game, <laughs> I couldn't honestly believe there were times where I was struggling. There was an Ursula fight, I remember. There's one where you fight. Is oh, it the end the, where, where? Is it Sef- Sephiroth? Sephiroth? From Final Fantasy? No. Is a boss in that? It might be. Or is the he one in I'm two? trying to think of is the one in one. It's like the dark Riku. The bit, there's a bit where um, Sora says, you'll never take Kara's heart. And I've seen that scene so many times. Because <laughs> in the first one, you can't even skip cutscenes. Oh, no. You can't Who ever even... thought that was a good idea? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they probably just thought we'd all finish it in one first sitting. First time, and, yeah, sit down boom. through it. And maybe that's, maybe that's just my inability as a gamer. <laughs> Tom, you're sneaking out the bunker. This wasn't pre-agreed. You dropped it to me live on air. I'm shocked and a little bit upset. I don't even feel guilty for eating all that yeah. now. You're going to be left just sat in front of the green screen all day watching YouTube How Do I Get Good at Stealth videos. Well, to be <laughs> fair, this weekend the green screen's going to be running Days Gone for me. Well, it is, yeah. <laughs> in, in 10K... <laughs> In 10K, yeah. That's um, so great. It's gone all the way through the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, so mainly going to be playing Days Gone. Uh, go watch myself some Avengers. Watch episode three of Game of Thrones. Um, it's a good, good weekend for entertainment. Um, uh, I've probably... I've started New Game Plus on uh, Psycho. It's called Cyclo now. Cyclocross. <laughs> it's a game about Japanese bike riders. <laughs> um, yeah, probably dabbling the new game plus on Let's that. Let's not kid each other. You're not even going to turn Cyclocross on. Are you? <laughs> You're not even going to look at that game. Fourth week. Of it will become the inevitable race of like who can finish Days Gone first, won't it? Oh, is that you looking at me? Yeah, looking at getting you, you looking the, at the me. platinum trophy eyes. Oh God, I don't think I've got enough life to give to get this game finished before you. But we will see. We never try and rush them either, though, do we? We want to live in the world of Days Gone and live in the world of Days Gone and live in the world of the podcast. Tom, the time has clicked. Mummy's poked her head round the door. She's got two glasses of warm milk, <laughs> a Harry Potter blanket for you. <laughs> An episode one blanket for me. <laughs> Looks like she's used some of the extra Easter money to secure you a Jar Jar plush. I never thought I'd see one of them again. She's put mine through the washing machine to get all the spittle off of it. <laughs> and that's that means that's all we've got time for this list this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it with accounts. Take care, Tom. Cheers for now.